do, do you? Yeah, I mean, I think Obi Wan could right right at like the fall of the the Republic. I'm sure he could have got those credits in and bought himself a nice little ta- tattooing duplex, like where Anakin originally lived. Oh, totally. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay. Like he could, <laughs> he could go into you know Shmi's old room and just clear everything out. Yeah, I mean, she's dead. She won't need it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he could be like the space Mister Furley from Three's Company. So, is that going to be the the climax of this season? Is he's going to sit on his own nuts? I hope so. Like, I mean, I just I just want him to like be paying attention like way too much to his uh, tenants. And, you know, then he, every time he shows up in the back, he also does that whole "Hello there." You know, oh, like that's his I was thinking race. of Mr. Belvedere. Oh, <laughs> Not no. Not Three's no. Company. No, I said Three's Company, Mr. Furley. Oh, okay. yeah. I see, yeah. Come a knock in your door. Hello, it's me. <laughs> I've been waiting for rent. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, my tenant. He was the greatest starfighter in the galaxy and a good friend. And also, you owe me $1,200. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no backseats here. I know we're friends, but. Yeah. Credits you see in. this? It's a. It was a uh, more civilized. It was a, a, a more civilized weapon for a, also a civilized <laughs> age. That's the quote, right? Anyway, I'll fucking cut you if you don't give me my money. <laughs> Pay my rent. <laughs> Man, Ben Kenobi, he's a tough landlord. <laughs> yeah. He's all, like, I was trying to get to sleep last night. It was like three o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden, they hear outside. <laughs> Oh shit! It's a crate dragon. Damn crate dragon's back, Martha. Lock the put the padlock on the the recycling so it doesn't get in there. Pop saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Saga. Let me ask you a question. You ever enjoy chilling so much that you wanted to do it again the next week, but you also wanted to kind of like provide a comeuppance against what you talked about the previous week? Well, that's what we're doing. So last week we talked about DC and all its uh, hoopla and everything that's going on. This week we're going to give Marvel some love. So join Forrest and I as we chill discuss all things Marvel. Maybe we'll talk about the Moon Knight episode. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll talk about the new Thor Love and Rock and Roll or Thor trailer. Maybe we won't. And maybe Forrest has a rant about Halo. Maybe he won't. But we'll find out one way or the other. So that's the intro. There you go. Brilliant. I like it. <laughs> like, I like it a lot. So my note for intro was make it up. And that's what I did. <laughs> so I see you're not uh, following in the footsteps of me who claimed to make it up at first, but then it quickly it was very quickly revealed that, if, no, of course I wrote it. Of course I did. 
Yeah, well, you know, like, that's been my whole thing is, like, I get weirded out by scripts. Yeah. Yeah, like, they they creep me. They have words, and they want me to say things. And sometimes I'm like, never! You're like, you're not my dad. Get out of here, scripts. Yeah, don't you tell me what to do. And then I slam (laughs) the door. Then it kicks my door open, and it hands me a binder, and it's just like, are these your monologues? And I'm like... (laughs) No script, Dad. I no learned it from script. reading you. <laughs> That's it. Wow. So there you go. This is some serious stuff. Well, you know, you got to get down. Yeah. yeah it, that's true. It's true. You got to get down sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is, uh, that's not, that's about my Yoda impression. This is, that's his brother. <laughs> Boba. Oh, nope, nope. Boda. <laughs> Boda. I was like, Boba. Oh, no. Boda. He's like, yeah. Here I go, you know. Yeah. Hey, Yoda, how's it going? Still mm. talking weird? Cool. Can I borrow $50? Mm. Always come around, you two. <laughs> Asking for money. Never. Uh. Hey, how was the fall of the Republic? Are you okay? <laughs> no. Instead, hmm. Cash, please. Can you send it to me? Did it fall? Can- oh, jeez. Oh, man. I've been out of it. Looking for this other suspender button for my overalls. Hmm. Pants you do not need to wear. Long <laughs> robe or T-shirt is sufficient. Do you think I wear undergarments? Uh... No, um, no. I've been walking behind you when it's been breezy. I, I know you don't. Well, of course, the force is with me. If you th- if, if you guys thought his forehead was wrinkly, wowzers! <laughs> mm. About as much hair, though, that's the thing. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. You could probably paint it and put some googly eyes on that thing just stand upside down. People wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Mm. Boda. <laughs> Well, anyway, come and that on. That one deserves a. Yep. <laughs> come get it, Lucas. This is uh, this is uh, this is the way you're missing out on by not having a pop saga, the pop saga boys on retainer. But I agree. Let me uh, join you in the the chill cast tradition of uh, popping the tab on. You... Yeah, go ahead. You know what's on deck for you. Well, uh, t- today we're going to have a delicious Iron Horse Brewery Double Rainbow IPA. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's, that's right, uh, resident unicorn. Um, Chadrick. Uh, <laughs> that's right. It's PNW-based uh, indie beer. <laughs> Uh, local to this, the 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 beautiful Pacific Northwest, which is just getting more beautiful by the day. It's uh, allergy season out there, and the plants are blooming. This is way your way for you to fight it by drinking a rainbow double IPA. That's right. Yeah, I gotta get my. I gotta get a, a nice beery shield between me and the elements. Nice, nice. I approve. Uh, I am having whatever was in the fridge. So this is a Cutwater Vodka Mule. Ooh, yummy. Yeah. And the ginger beer almost blew out 
whatever um, allergies I had um, oh, good. <laughs> as I took a sip. Woo! That's uh, uh, some gingery beer. Yeah, it's quite spicy. It's quite spicy. I should really keep a copper mug. I keep drinking these all the time. I should keep one in my office, but I don't want people to be like, yeah. Are you apothecary or something? Be like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's always right. No one is connecting it with mules uh, and the preferred way for them to be served. No, everyone thinks you're an apothecary. That's where I jump to first. Good. Glad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What sort of alchemy is going on in here? Ah, John, I never knew you were into it. Uh, I say I have some uh, I have some interesting theories about how to get this lead transformed into British gold. <laughs> That's right, I'll put it in this gun. Give me your gold! <laughs> no, the only, uh, you know, the only... Uh, Potion mixing here is possibly turning this liquid into a semi-solid. Depends on what happens and how the night goes. Okay, I don't even... Oh, uh, okay, I'm not sure. A semi... How... Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, magic. <laughs> I'll let those who know know. Never <laughs> Let's just say I fucked around and found out. Found out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm very impressed that I am drinking again so soon. Um, yeah, after last time, it really seemed like that was maybe off the table forever. Yeah, I thought I was done. I was just like, oh, I'm over. And then I was like, mm, I need something cold. And this is cold enough. Be cooler well, if it was in a fucking copper mug, but whatever. That's true. Well, it's not whiskey-based, so that's got to help. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if it was Jameson, we'd be fighting. Oh, fighting with the old Jameson, are you? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Me and me and him, we're, we're done for at least another two, three years, I think. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you like my... Do you like my uh, Irish, uh, insensitive Irish cable knit sweater wearing guy? Uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, this episode brought to you by the fact that Lucky Charms are making kids sick. That's right. Lucky Charms. They'll ruin your guts. Oh, really? Is that a thing? Uh, I read an article about they had to recall some Lucky Charms because they were making some uh, people sick. Uh, but of course, yeah, that's not a, a commentary on the whole terrific brand of, I don't know, what, who makes that? General Mills? Probably. Like, I, I only think like two people make cereal. Whoever makes the trash at, uh, like Trader Joe's and then General Mills. Yep. Oh my God. I just burped. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but yes, the Trader Joe's trash and General Mills, same company that makes both those things. And that's people who throw things out at Trader Joe's. Oh. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Popsock is not actually responsible for anything we say about Trader Joe's. You're okay <laughs> you with everything it. that they offer there. Trader O's are okay by John. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, whatever. I mean, but... I still want kicks. I'm sorry. Like, no one, I've never heard kicks of a is kicks. your go-to. Yeah, because it's like mellow kind of corny not super sweet but like you know can withstand 
a, a milk barrage. And, that can. You know, like, and I've never heard of a kicks recall. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, well, they test it on kids, so they, they know when it's bad going out the door, right? I mean, that's in the title. Kid tested, yeah. mother approved. Yeah, see? They're not doing that. Lucky Charms is just trying to get by by that magically delicious bullshit. Yeah, it's... Like, it's- it's like uh, the taste of this cereal will make you challenge a supernatural being. Yeah, and then you're just like, wait a minute. These green clovers taste like these blue moons. Yeah, there is no distinction. That was a big, you know, I was never allowed sugary cereal when I was growing up. Mm. So when I finally had the chance to taste a Lucky Charms, I was very disappointed that all the marshmallows tasted the same. Because then what the what's the point of the difference, differentiation between them? I know there's like some visual fun there, but it's like, wow, someone really found a way to dress up Cheerios. They're like, (laughs) like, what do these Cheerios do taste like a salty cardboard? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. could we do to improve them? Throw some marshmallows in them and then tell kids they're magical. (laughs) That sounds good. Should we shape the marshmallows or just, you know, marshmallow chunks? What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, well, let's, let's shape see. them. What is like? What is? What do we got? We got pot of gold, obviously. Rainbow, yeah. obviously. Clover, obviously. But no, what? We need more shapes. We can't just do those. Let's yeah. see. What's integral to the leprechaun mythology? Blue moons, of course. Of course, of course. I was. It was just on my tongue. It was just and, on the tongue. And horseshoes, right? Well, yeah, because it's a uh, the luck, right? Yeah, leprechauns mm-hmm. are lucky, not like the murderous kind I've seen in those movies. <clears throat> yes, there is a there is a certain breed of of uh, murderous leprechaun, and he yeah. really gets around. He does. I mean, I don't tell anybody, but he, he was in uh, like you know suburbs. Then he went to the hood. Then he right? went to space. Then he went to space. Mm-hmm. Now I would mm-hmm. love to see a Jason X leprechaun in space crossover. Let's make that happen. Let's they are both in space. In space, no one can hear you yawn at this premise. I don't know. I'd watch the hell out of that. I'd be like, "Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, you know like the ruthlessness of uh, Jason in space versus the mischievousness of the leprechaun in space. Whoever uh wins, we lose, right?" Yeah. I think if you if you watch it, you've lost already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to get to writing a certain script, so if you don't mind me. What's that over there? <laughs> he it ran away and he also stopped. <laughs> oh, you've got that enchanted keyboard. I do. I do. It's well, it magically craplicious. Yep. Must be all the... Uh... Must be all the, the, the result of all your alchemy, of your dealings with the arcane. Of course. Yeah. I'm a <laughs> bit of a magician, you know what I mean. I've got all these copper mugs. What do you think I do with them? Drink a mule. <laughs> no, I'm a wizard. A simpleton. <laughs> I am the alchemist. Mixing potions, turning stuff into gold, getting arrested. <laughs> okay, John, for the tenth time, you can't spray paint. 
And what? Ice Cube Gold. <laughs> try to, try to sell it. Stop. Oh, you're just like, quick, buy it quickly. Buy it quickly. Quick, quick, quick. Go, go, go. The, the alchemy properties of this gold cube cannot survive without me at least getting my money first. Uh, you pay me, then it will solidify. Keep it in this safe. That looks an awful lot like a mini fridge. Yes, it does. That's its ultimate... It's got a chameleon circuit. I've got to go. He's, he's a Doctor Who fan? Well, obviously. You <laughs> see how many copper mugs he has? <laughs> That's classic, classic Doctor Who thing. Yeah. Doctor always loved himself a nice mule before he went on a on an adventure. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, yes. Oh, delicious. <laughs> yes, sir. I love that minty ginger beer. Yum, 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 yum. Is there a mint in a mule? It's garnished with a bit sometimes. Sometimes. This one is um, vodka with ginger beer and lime flavors. So someone fucked up somewhere. Yeah, so it tastes like, like Sprite. It's like, uh, it's like a ginger beer Sprite. I mean, kind of. It's got a little peppery bite, you know, like uh, some sort of festive sprite. But uh, it, it would taste way better in a in a copper cup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the copper cup doesn't do anything except keep it cold, though, right? Yeah, but that's like you know, that's you, you want that shit like you know, ice cold. That's true. Right? I don't you care. For, I don't care for a mule, to be honest, as a drink. I mean, it was what was in the fridge. It was that or a bunch of Corona lights. Or a margar- a mango mule. Um, a lot of people are pushing their mule agenda when they come over to my house. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Get your mule agenda out of here. Yeah. And it's like ginger beer is okay sometimes. It's not an all the time thing, you guys. I don't want that spicy nose like uh, destroying flavor in there mm-hmm. all the time. It's fun sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Put wasabi on every meal. You see where I'm going with this? I'm picking up what you're putting down. And they're very good. <laughs> and that is why I prefer the chill cast to all. Um, yeah, it's consistently fairly popular, except for the one we talked about Obi-Wan on. Maybe people just thought we had too much uh, inside info, and they're like, I, I no, I want to wait. Or they listen to our Attack of the Clones episode. <laughs> no, I know how these guys feel about my Obi Wan. What he he was like the shining jewel of the prequels. That's true. We've always been very effusive in our praise of Obi Wan. Yeah, everywhere uh, else is the uh, you know, but like, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, he's always been fairly solid, you know. Oh yeah, so. I mean he was he knows he's like the only one who knows what kind of movie he's in. I feel like in the yeah, in all those prequels. That's a good way of putting it. Like even if you put him in front of a green screen or blue screen, he still knew where he was. Yeah. Right? He feels the most present and sort of tonally appropriate for what else is happening in that movie. Every almost everyone else to a T is like way too serious and and sort of dour. Yeah, like, well, it's very sad, you know, his his mom, who was freed eventually, not by him, but, you know, by some other guy. By some uh, crusty dude. <laughs> yeah, just some dude. 
bought out her uh, contract, I guess, which is something new and I don't really want to get into. And then... <laughs> and then hey, would you rather keep being a, 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 a slave or would you like to marry me? And she's like... Uh, those are really my two choices. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And you got the space mobility scooter. Did you come with that? Well, it gets me around, you know. Okay, that's fair. I'm just going to get pick mushrooms off the moisture evaporators out by the Tuscans. La 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 la. Yeah. Oh man. Ugh. Oh. Yeah, well, there's yeah, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's a fun format. I think we're all having a great time. Now you just got me thinking about Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, just now, just kind of reset yourself. Think okay. about Detective Obi Wan with okay. that fake ass beard. Now, now we're back into having fun. Him and all Jetster right. Dexter, oh Dexter my Jetster, hanging oh. out with Flo. Oh, I love it. Now, that is the procedural crime show that I never knew I needed right until you said it. Absolutely. Like, the, when they did an Obi-Wan show, they should have just got put a bunch of pancake makeup on you and McGregor and let mm -hmm. me see Detective Obi-Wan between episodes two and three just solving crimes with his buddy Dexter, Jetster Dexter, whatever. <laughs> I can never remember what order those two names come in. I think it's, uh, I think you're right. I think it's Dexter Jexter. Yeah, it, the yeah, Dexter's right. first, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah, yeah. it up right now. Yeah, look it up, but I think you're right. Yes, it's Dexter Jetster. That fits, like, Lucas's uh, naming scheme, so, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Obi! Just oh. show me that all day long. <laughs> yeah, and he's like... I think we got a body, OB. It might be them Kaminoans. <laughs> yeah. Out in the outer rims. And you're like, why are you saying it's so creepy? Does he know something? Turns out yep. he doesn't. <laughs> Just how he does everything. It's like, maybe you, you want to try the chili. I hear yeah. there's a secret ingredient. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? The ingredient is love. <laughs> it's smoked paprika. <laughs> Guess it's not too secret anymore, AOB. What the? Why did you phrase it like that? If it's just smoked paprika, what do you I mean? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't I? I got four arms. <laughs> I'm so glad you always come in here, Obi. I value your friendship so much. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I'm not worst. sure what you mean. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 once I'm intimidated and touched at the same time. I mean, you saw the look on Obi-Wan's face when he was talking to him. He's just smiling, even though it, everything he implied just felt like threats. <laughs> and the whole time he's like, yeah, uh-huh. A and Camino Sabertard. That's the stupidest thing I've heard yet. Uh, looks like some dumb bounty hunter used one like that was made basically in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a weird choice for someone who's supposed to be good at their job. Doesn't it, Obi? <laughs> Don't you love this 
galaxy where you would hire a bounty hunter to do everything (laughs) (laughs) except catch a bounty. (laughs) The first rule of bounty hunting is that you have to be a good manager and delegator. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. All four arms over his chest. Yeah, it gets more serious. That, that th- one, I mean, he's okay, but that that it's like now in a very ep- a special episode. A special episode. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. gotta stop eating fatty foods, Obi. I gotta get that to jogging. <laughs> I gotta jog around the the restaurant. <laughs> In this week's episode, you saw me have an attack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know we're all here to have fun and games, but now it's time to talk something serious. Hello, I'm Jetster Dexter. I play (laughs) Dexter Jetster on TV. And everything yeah. turned out okay for me, but eating healthy and getting regular exercise is really important. <laughs> you need the food pyramid. It's like, man, that fucking after special for, you know, Obi and the Dex was like 15 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> you went into... A balanced breakfast, a nutritional lunch, and a you know a solid dinner. I I learned a lot watching that one. <laughs> Jawa juice is okay to have sometimes, but <laughs> but Jawas are high in fat. <laughs> Motherfucker, uh, I was drinking my meal. Uh, <laughs> gotta lay it off the sugar. Um, it burns. It burns. <laughs> oh, the, the ginger! Ah, my greatest enemy. A mule. <laughs> Kicks like a mule. Um, Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. There, I mean, get at us, Disney and uh, Disney Plus and, and Lucas. I mean, look at, talk about, uh, talk about like a creative council or, you know, a, a lore commission. You got us. Yeah, get, get that Favreau. Get that uh, a Filoni, move him to the side. Get I feel like after, enforced. yeah. I feel like after the book of Boba Fett, maybe we're gonna get a little more Filoni than we are of Favreau. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think we're gonna. Well, I'm hoping that we get we, they get a little more, uh, you know, J and F. Yeah, get, get us over there. Get these get these radical Star Wars ideas out there. Okay, listen up, you. Listen up, all you. We've got ideas, see? And we've got good ones. First up, <laughs> Obi and the Jets. We get Elton John to do the, the, theme, the theme song. <laughs> oh, 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 Obi and the Jets. Dun. I can't wait. I love it. This is a fuck, man. These are the shows I want to watch. Yeah. Not that, like, Moon Knight crap. This is the shit I want to watch. <laughs> right, yeah, Moon Knight. Who needs Moon Knight? I'd say more like 
a uh, uh, moon garbage shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know we had a lot of fun tonight, but not being good at improv is a serious condition. <laughs> All right, well, we I can end the show today. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, good. That's right. That'll do it for us this week. Yeah, <laughs> we are spent. Yeah, goodbye. Um uh great, fantastic. Anyway, it's like the fountains of good ideas over here. But uh yeah, yeah, I mean we're turnabout is fair play, right? We yep. talked about DZ last time, and so it is only fair to give Marvel their you know, their equal airtime, right? Not like I they need so. it, but <laughs> No. Nah. And they, uh, they need our help, but we're gonna offer it anyway. And let's just say that there, and between the last time we recorded and now, there has been even more horrifying Ezra Miller news. Yeah. So, uh, wow, things are evolving fast. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. There's some. There's been some pretty new serious allegations levied against him. So this is the Marvel thing. We don't want to talk about him necessarily, but. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it another time, but very interested to see what, how they position that uh, Flash movie now. Yeah, it would be inter- I'll be very interested if they um, even release it. I, or, I, I don't know if I would. Or if you just kind of hope that you can keep uh, them out of the limelight long enough where you can release it and maybe some people forget. But like we said last week and, you know, reinforced again, I hope they get the help that they need um, because obviously there is something going on there. And that, that that's all I could hope. It's really, like, scary and, yeah, you know, like, disheartening. You don't want to see anyone go through this. You don't want to see people being threatened or any of that stuff, you know. And that that's all I could hope about that. But, geez, man. Holy smokes. Yeah. And if uh, if these newest allegations turn out to be true, I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't want to see him as a, connected to the Flash at all. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> but, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, whatever. Well, that, that situation will develop and we will be watching it closely. But we're not here to talk about that uh, over in marvel land at least at the moment people are there's no big scandals that have erupted so we don't really erupted so we don't have really anything to talk about in that regard just some interesting news uh, so do you want to talk about the uh, the thor trailer finally it finally got here everyone can calm down it's here yeah all those people who are complaining and moaning and saying it better come soon or i'm going to quit watching marvel movies that's not true but whatever it is it is it's here and it released and it was um it was a trailer it was fine i mean (laughs) there's a couple of big highlights in it but uh i mean kudos for them making a teaser that is truly a teaser because i still have no idea what happens in the movie yeah, I think that's perfect, right? That that's yeah. usually how you want your teasers. 
it had some parts that you know interest you like oh oh you know watching him get fit oh wait let's do all this uh spoilers for those right. who haven't watched it and the who teaser, aren't interested in watching right. teaser even i john of no watching anything watched this teaser trailer um, but if you are not interested in that, then spoilers. Skip ahead. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where to skip to, but skip ahead. Yeah, keep skipping every time you hear Thor. Thor. Uh, Chris. Val. Valkyrie. Thor. <laughs> Just ass. Just be yeah. careful. It might be ass or Asgard. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. You know, there's a couple of high points I want to point out in the trailer. Uh, as, aside from it being short and kind of light on the details, we got to see, you know, we get to see Thor back in action. We get to see the Guardians of the Galaxy very briefly, which is cool. We get to see Thor in his Ravager outfit. Ravager? Ravager? Ravager whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> Ravager? But uh, one big part, one big like high at the start was seeing Thor in that little glimpse of Thor in, in his comics a- comic book accurate costume, and not the one we know from today, but you know the '90s Thor, yeah, comic the, book accurate costume, yeah, with the with the the disc and the hell, you know, the metal winged helm, and you have the striped know. yellow boots. Yeah, that that's the way to do it. If you're, if you're going to like, you know, like a lot of people bemoan, like, man, I wish it was more accurate to the comic book. You know, guess what? Sometimes what works on the page doesn't work on the stage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm fine with seeing a little glimpse of him running through what, what looks like the cemetery where they buried Natasha from Black <laughs> Widow. <laughs> looks like the same, uh-oh, we've got to do reshoots for us uh, that they film at. Um, I wonder if this this production famously kind of was doing eleventh hour reshoots. I wonder if that is indeed what we're seeing there. But yeah, it was interesting. It doesn't like, if that's supposed to be on Asgard, you know, Asgard and LA. I guess have a lot <laughs> common from a uh, from a flora standpoint. You know, I mean, I'm sure Asgard takes into account all the different hot locales you know a yep. little bit of la a little bit of vegas maybe a little bit of francisco you know san francisco you know what i mean like a little poo on the ground stuff like that <laughs> um yeah but that was cool to see him in that i i i yeah i thoroughly was like yeah i'll watch it but i think they knew i was gonna watch this movie so yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. you know it's funny that like Remember when Ragnarok came out? There were a couple moments that were a little, like a little low budge. They had like it, it was clear they didn't have like Avengers budget on that movie, and this one I think a little bit of that kind of I'm gonna say charming jank is back. Uh, that you were mentioning the fitness montage there during the fitness montage. There's like a giant skeleton in the background, and he's like you know doing that CrossFit rope thing, but with chains, giant chains. Mm-hmm. And the skeleton looks real bad. <laughs> Look, if you pause that part, this is a real dodgy CGI going on. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a part where he's walking through flames where you just kind of go like, uh, yeah. couldn't, couldn't get them T2 flames, huh? No. <laughs> those things don't work. <laughs> just use those. 
Yeah, is that a plug-in for uh, Premiere you could just download, maybe? Uh, no? I mean, I got that shit on the Filmora, like, app. You know, like the Filmora <laughs> editing <laughs> app. It's just like, add, add Thor Flames, and it'll put it right in there, but... I don't know. I'm good with the... Yeah, like you were saying, I'm good with the jank. It's like, it's so fantastical, and I would have... Obviously, for some strange reason, I would have never thought Thor would be the one that would really take us on a true, like, galaxy-hopping journey. I did think Guardians of the Galaxy would do that. But every place they kind of head to is pretty, like, standard sci-fi. But here, they take us, you know, both into space and, you know, explore the lore and stuff. So... Give me a really smooth CG skeleton that has no texture, just chilling in the corner. Why not? Why not? Yeah, hopefully it's just a little flash, and it's not like, oh, we're staying on this skeleton for a while, huh? Like that scene in uh, Ragnarok where they had to put um, Thor and Loki out into a grass field, but they, judging by the trailers, they originally filmed that scene in like an alleyway. So it's like a lot of like really generous cropping, and at least on the theatrical version. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, like the masking around his, uh, they like inserted a, a rope in his, um, his, uh, eye patch for some reason that wasn't there originally, or they color corrected it. And that was like, that was like, couldn't keep up with the actual rope. And it was like, <laughs> oh, it was like lagging behind it. I was like, whoa, this is the sloppiest, uh, VFX I've ever seen in a movie. But I, I think they fixed it for the, uh, DVD cut, but. There's a little bit of that jank in there, um, whatever. But it's fine. It's it's still. I mean, there's there was some look, some uh, shots of some humorous scenes. We're gonna get the Taika Waititi humor. We're gonna get it uh, in full force. It looks like with Thor and uh, uh, Star Lord talking and <laughs> Thor well, I... sort of drifting into frame. After oh my god, that's already a meme. People <laughs> already have memed that. Like, it just his face coming in, always being all like, you know, like, you paying off your bills and feeling good about yourself, you deciding the, you know, treat yourself to a, you know, nice pair of headphones, and then Thor's face pops in, your bill's coming right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love the, I love the shot, like, I mean, I, I love how Thor's Ravager look. Is kind of like Thunderstrike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that was a nice callback. And Jack Burton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the whole printed tea that he has and then everything. I really dig kind of like that whole that whole look. There's even a, a, a shot of Thor like in like this golden and blue armor that looks like straight like Walt, uh, Walter, like uh, Simonson, like Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you know, like oh no, this is armored Thor. This is like Thor who doesn't fuck around Thor. And I was like, oh my god, I'm getting it. With he better have the biggest hubcap looking knee pads I've ever seen in my whole life, um, because of how glorious that armor was back. In it the better day. be if there's any if there's any justice in the world, we'll get that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, it it was fun. It it was a fun teaser trailer that i really don't know what it's about and i'm for it we didn't get any shots of the villain which is fine i i'm fine not to leave that as a as a surprise 
Uh, Krog's new outfit looks great. And of course, can't leave without uh, mentioning the uh, the Coupe de Gracie, as it is called. Uh, and is Jane it? Foster Thor shows up and looks even better than the comics. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think that the movie suit, from what I've seen of it, is going to blow the comics one away. Didn't really care for the comics, the design of the comic helmet anyway, so I guess I was kind of already uh, primed to like this one better. I don't know. It looks just more textured. Well, it's like they didn't, they left off the black lenses on the eyes, which I really liked. That was like the part I liked the least, and I think the silhouette is better in the movie, but they had time to workshop it, so whatever. I mean, I'll take it, and uh, yeah, and you know. She has a reforged Mjolnir. Yep, Mjolnir always going away, coming back in the comics. So this is not a big, this isn't like a big, huge uh, deal that it's pieced back together. But I am interested to see how that goes, exactly. how that happens. Yeah, <clears throat> no, I mean, I I was a big fan of when they made Jane Foster Thor, so this will be nice to see and. Um, I did notice that the two little teaser posters that went out, there's one with uh, Chris Hemsworth, but then there's also one with Jane Foster as Thor on the mountain, a little slight mm-hmm. variation of it, and I thought that was a really nice touch, too. Yeah, great tag- taglines on that, too. And it's Thor says the one and only, and then uh, Jane Foster Thor says not the one, not the only. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So, uh, uh, yeah, or I'm eager. Or say the one, but not, I don't know. I didn't get the pun right, but look it up. It's better if you look it up than having us try to describe it. Uh, That's not true. It's very clever. That's all you want. (laughs) That's all we want to tell you. It's very clever. And like that was you're totally right. That was a terrific run on Thor. And like they gave us, I think it was uh, the what was it called? There was a uh, there was a series of comics where he lost. Molinier, Molinier, Peter Molinier, where he lost Molinier, and after after Nick Fury whispered something in his ear that we weren't privy to, and he says, "What dost thou say?" And then he loses. But. They eventually brought in uh, a, a mysterious female Thor, and uh, she was every bit as Thor as Th- Odin's son, Thor, which is what mm-hmm. uh, Thor started being called. And uh, what's really cool in the comics is, of course, we know, because it's Natalie Portman, we know it's Jane Foster in the movie, but in the comics, it was a huge secret for a long time, and people honestly didn't know who it was going to be. They kept it under wraps really well. And then uh, eventually revealing it to be Jane Foster. And the twist was that she, in the comics anyway, is that she had an aggressive form of cancer and uh, was trying to treat it medically instead of magically, like everyone was begging her to do. And when she got the powers of Thor, it would put the... uh, It would basically, when she was Thor, she no longer had the cancer and super strong and had all the powers and could even wield uh, the hammer more effectively than Thor could mm-hmm. and uh, had a closer connection to the the hammer, which was a really cool to see it doing all sorts of crazy, like, you know, uh, moves at her command was super awesome. Um, but then every time she turned back into Jane Foster, it would reset 
her body to its default state, which is ravaged with cancer. So any progress that she made would be erased every time she would come back. And so it was this, she had to always weigh, did she go be Thor and, uh, you know, save the world and help people out? Or uh, did she focus on her treatment? And it was always, of course, because she's altruistic and heroic and would, she would be, she would always choose to be Thor and it eventually uh, led to her death in the comics. But only for a short while. Yeah. Way to bring way, way to bring the mood down. <laughs> well, no, she came back. She came back and uh I think she, for a while she was she might still be the new Valkyrie. I think so. I think yeah. that's how that I think that's how that worked. I believe cuz she went basically she went to Valhalla and mm-hmm. they were like, like "Yeah, you're you're an honored dead because of all this awesome stuff you did while you were Thor." And they're like, yeah, you could be alive again. It's fine. <laughs> you I mean, forget it. all that stuff she did as a, you know, a, a doctor in the in the right. comics. It's the Thor no, it's a Thor. You you had your hammer flying around, whooping ass. Um, <laughs> you were a cool Thor. Yeah, you did. Like you were unique. The other Thor just brute forced it, but you, like, you thought things through, and uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, before like she before she. Uh, beats the the big baddie who I can't remember their name at the moment. Uh, but before she beats them, she or after she beats them, she takes uh, uh the hammer. I can't pronounce. It. I'm just gonna call it a hammer. <laughs> throws it into Mjolnir. The su- Mjolnir. Yeah, close. Throws enough. it into the uh, throws it into the sun and tells it to stay there. Don't come back. And then eventually does, of course. Damn, be a hot hammer. Yeah, does it get the power of the sun at that point? <laughs> then eventually, I don't think that's really how that, in trouble. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. I don't think uh, Thor then becomes nuclear man. <laughs> he does. It's, they <laughs> reference it directly, and he's got long, sharp fingernails. Yeah, but you learn you can stop him by just putting him in an elevator and blocking <laughs> him from the sun. <laughs> Yeah, you just you get your blackout curtains, put them down. Uh, nuclear man's out of shit, out of luck. He's SOL. Yeah, yeah if, he, if he came to my bedroom, he'd be fucked up. Because he'd be like, check out these blackout curtains. John would no! sleep till 9 in the morning and not know it's 9 in the morning. Because that's how blacked out his room is. My perm! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a cool trailer. Check it out. Uh, I'm glad it didn't give uh, too much away, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think I know who the villain is. I do, but I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Oh, thank you. There was just one shot that reminded me of a comic book shot. Mm. From, um... (laughs) No, no, no. It's going to be really tough for me not to say anything. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just trying to remember which which run that was. Yeah, sure. no, I'm I'm trying to. God, what is it? Anyway, it'll come to me. I'm sure. It was a good run. I, I really, I really liked it. I'm sure it'll come to you. Okay. Um. Uh. So you want to talk about a Moon and Night season one episode four real quick? Because that was a, a heck of an episode. Yeah, we could talk about it. So uh, the spoiler tags are in effect, people. If you've not watched Moon Knight or you're waiting to watch them all at once to binge them or however you want to do it, which is 
arguably probably the smarter way of doing these shows after mm, some yeah. thought on my end. Um, but if you're not wanting to be spoiled, we will be talking about Moon Knight episode four, season one. So uh, to some degree. Uh, so again, skip if you hear words Moon Knight, uh, Stephen Grant, uh, Mark Spector, or Wowza! What the fuck was that ending? You know that we're <laughs> yeah. we're Even still that's talking a about Moon Knight. Oh well. Anyway, you, they've been warned beforehand. They know the pre. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'd say we let's just talk about that batshit ending because people have. We don't have to recap the whole episode. People have seen it. Uh, but uh, you know, R.I.P. Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was, was a cool bold show. move. Yeah, <laughs> it was a cool show. <laughs> Only four episodes. Whoa. Yeah. It's weird they didn't make it a movie with that few episodes, but okay, Marvel. You guys, you just shoot your main character in the chest. And of course, because Conchu is a cute little statue in a very lax statue prison. I mean, if those events that is important to keep safe, I don't know if you put it in a big hallway that is just open. With other holes? Yep. For like other stuff. There's a lot of people could just go on a supermarket sweep in there, get themselves a bunch of. Egyptian gods. I mean, you you definitely would have a lot of like, uh, like tchotchkes that people would want to discuss about in your like you know your curio closet, your cabinet. <laughs> where you're just like check it out. Yeah, well that's Conchu, that's Terwat, um, that's some really old Egyptian god that I don't remember. Uh, I just yeah. kind of walked into this place. It was pretty cool. Kind of had like a Luxor vibe, you know, if you're at the casino <laughs> there. Had a bunch and- of cool keepsakes keepsakes but no one was there and i just you know i just decided i had my duffel bag and i just kind of put them in there and it was <laughs> worth them. it yeah i just took them man now they're inside this curio cabinet and it, you know they're right next to my you know my uh, miniature spoons for tea my miniature spoons <laughs> for tea and then these egyptian statues and conchu and conchu you know conchu he's the moon dude yeah you know conchu who doesn't know the conchu? Yeah, this ending was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like this this whole that whole episode was fantastic. Uh, we got like Tomb Raiding better than Tomb Raider any Tomb Raider movie. Uh, you know, it felt like Indiana Jones almost. Got some cool tune stuff. We got the Stephen actually discovering the location of alexander <laughs> like a huge he solved the mystery come on archaeologists look where moon knight told you to look see if that pans out uh but uh and then he got shot twice in the chest i was when the scene started and he started like just wrecking shop i was like oh shit here we go nah the way they ethan hawk how he just strows up, like pulls the guy's gun out of his holster and shoots is so fluidic. It was incredible. I wonder how many times they practiced that. Moment. Practice? You know, he just done that in his real life. Yeah, it was so real. You're like, oh, don't yeah, fuck yeah. with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke has murdered a man in a tomb <laughs> before yeah, with someone else's gun. Gun? Yeah, he, he he's like, I don't carry a gun myself. But you'll see why. Yeah, it wasn't even no. in the script. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> hate to say it, Oscar Isaac didn't make it. <laughs> yes, R.I.P. Oscar. No, no, just, uh, no. We, uh, no, no, we're not going to wish that on Oscar Isaac. No, we love the man with all the heart. If anything, yeah. he was the, one of the best parts out of the sequel trilogy. He's just definitely put his mark on it, but. Uh, yeah, he uh, fell into some. He got shot twice, dead mm-hmm. center, right in the bullseye, and uh, fell into some very old water, which I was a little more worried about than the shots. To be honest, ew! That water's been in there for a long time. It's got all sorts of mummy dust on it. You're, if I mean, if the shots didn't kill you, the mummy water's gonna. Yeah, either that it's gonna like balance his pH. Yeah, like alkaline water. I'm sure mummy water is pretty, pretty base. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely yeah. uh, Fiji, and then mummy water is right below it. But uh, man, and then the twist just don't stop happening because that in itself, you're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Is is everything gonna be fine? <laughs> no, because uh, you know, fade to black, fade up, and he's in a, a very, a very clean asylum. That he is. That he is. It's too clean. Yeah, that's your kind of your tip off that things aren't exactly on the up and up. Uh that like A, there's they don't make asylums slash mental institutions like that anymore. But B, it is so clean. And but it does play with your mind a little bit because every single thing, every single person that we've seen in the show up into that point is in that room. And we're talking Crowley's in there. Donna is in there. And she's got a stuffed uh, scarab just like, you know, from his uh, from Stephen's job at the museum. Uh, uh, I mean, the two orderlies were the uh, cops. Yeah. Uh, that went to his apartment. I think the woman he asked on the date was in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his um, wife uh, shows up. His uh, soon-to-be ex-wife shows up uh, as like w- one of his friends in there, and uh, but she's not herself. And then, of course, uh, Arthur Harrow is in there as well, and he's running the place. He's still got a limp, but he's much more buttoned up. His hair is looking a lot less Doc Young, Doc Brown. Yeah, you got the little mustache going. Um... And, you know, he traded in the dual alligator head for uh, a cane for a, a nice white-handled number. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Mark uh, has a uh, has a cool Moon Knight figurine that he carries with him everywhere. Yeah, I was finally, I was happy to finally see a toy make it. And I was just like, I think that might actually be the Moon Knight toy that they just no, kind of like. They put, some, they put some toilet paper on his face. That's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. update they made. So it matches most of the Marvel Legends I've gotten before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, folks. I'm kidding, folks. The fine people of Hasbro, you can send me any Moon Knight toys that you have. Any Moon Knight <laughs> toys, John will take them. Because it's Moon Knight. Yeah, it's a marvelous night for a Moon Knight. But, uh, so they give us, like, even the uh, the town in the Swiss Alps is the painting that's in the doctor's office. Uh, like, every... they they call out almost every significant moment in the preceding series in an effort to give us. And Mark looks in the, the, his reflection and Steven's not there. 
He's he is just he's alone in his own head. And oh right, they they even start off with him watching Tomb Busters, a cheesy British sort of looks like a BBC movie about uh, the the heroic Stephen Grant, who is uh, looking for Aztec treasures. For and that he's obsessed with a lunar god. Huh? Yeah, the Aztec lunar god. And it's mm-hmm. just like, all right, yeah, it's making, you know, the moon, the moon gods. Hell, even the, uh, the clock in the, in the room where all like the patients are has like a crescent end on the, uh, minute right? hand, I think. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, they really, they're really laying it on. Th- I mean, like, aside from like the actual environment where he is being very otherworldly. They do, I mean, at least in my head, I had momentary doubts. Well, I mean, obviously, this is a show called Moon Knight. Maybe they want to do a second season. Maybe they want him to, to be in other stuff. So it's not going to just be about a guy who has delusions of a superhero. Maybe. But the certainly they did a good job with, like, sowing the seeds of doubt, even though towards the end of the sequence, it gets to the point where you're like, either, the, either Mark is having a psychotic break or things are not as they seem. Yeah, this one is, I could see, I can actually see this whole series being relatively maybe hard for some people to grok or like understand initially because it jumps around so much. Um, and just trying to establish what was real versus what isn't real like right like that's the whole thing they established dead on with uh, mark slash steven was that he's an unreliable narrator you can't Mm -hmm. trust anything that he perceives or says like no matter how much you want to because it could deviate at any moment and this ending definitely was that right where it's just like where are we is this like is this really an asylum is this uh purgatory is this you know in his mind palace is it like in some other place in between like there's so many directions this could go uh just from the ramifications of how this one ended Mm -hmm. yeah so but surely you know that what this is likely based on yeah yeah yeah. i know it's off the uh was it the lemire smallwood uh moon knight run Mm-hmm. Volume yeah, yeah. eight for all of you people out there who might want to pick it up and check it out, but it ran from uh, 2016 to 2017 as part of the all new All Hero Time Marvel Relaunch Initiative. All new, all different. I guess was the the tagline that they used. Uh, and uh, similarly to this. It is very much like him waking up in a mental institution with no recollection of the past. And then uh, it, it turns out another avatar is keeping him there. And it's like a, it's a whole arc that is really about him accepting the different parts of himself and sort of, uh, uh, I would say, ironing out his semi-abusive relationship with Kanchu, And then eventually coming to ter- you know terms with Moon Knight on his own, you know, uh, sorry, because re-becoming Moon Knight on his own terms. Um, 
And so maybe that's what we're going to get here. Maybe this is going to be sort of Mark accepting Steven and becoming sort of accepting himself. Because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, they're not going to do something where, like, where Mark, like, he says he wants to go away and Steven wants him to go away. But really, that's not the healthy thing to do because they are both aspects of the same person. Right. And really, hopefully, what we're going to get is like more of him learning to, uh, learning to live with and manage his illness instead of uh, trying to deny it constantly. And maybe that's what th- this is starting to set up. Um, I'm not sure how uh, the hippo god we see at the end uh, factors into that. <laughs> No, I, 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 tower I, it. Tower it, Tal- yeah. I think you're right. I won't hold see. it against you if you're wrong. Yeah, it's... Uh, no, I thought that that was like a god of fertility or like kind of helpful yeah, god. Yeah, like babies. So. <laughs> yeah, but... Birth and fertility, I believe. Yeah, so maybe this is like... You know, the rebirth of, you know, Mark Spector. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, in the comic run, well, I won't spoil who the the uh, the other avatar was running the running the shop there. I would recommend reading it. It's actually a really good uh, Moon Knight story. I was kind of hoping they weren't going that route, but... I mean, I guess obviously it makes the most sense for them. It's the most current mm-hmm. uh, or a m- more current take of Moon Knight. And if, especially if you're trying to get around, like you don't want it to feel like another Daredevil or Hawkeye or anything like that. You want it to have its own spin. This is the show to do that in. So, or this yeah. is the character to do that with. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was cool. I'd enjoyed it. Oscar Isaac and like, you know, Ethan Hawk have been just amazing treats. <laughs> Isn't it awesome to see a Marvel show? And this is not putting like this is not to put down any other person who's done one of the Marvel shows, which have all been fantastic, if you ask me. But like two really good actors in uh, a Marvel show. Just seeing them interplay against each other and, and sort of just make elevate the material in a way that is so is is I wouldn't say rare, but not it feels different than the other Marvel shows. You're like, oh, these are people who are like master, masters of their craft, who are turning out a performance that I did, I didn't even expect it would be this good. No, like I mean, Oscar Isaac's doing you know triple duty, um, and we're still kind of waiting for the final. Uh, identity to uh manifest itself yeah they definitely hinted at it pretty i mean it's coming because there's a couple of not only do we that one sort of scene where uh steven awoke and every all the people were dead around him in a fairly gruesome manner and not even mark would take credit for it we knew from that moment on that there was a, a third personality but in the comics the third personality is sort of like a jovial cabbie who's just going around getting the scoop on the underground yeah it, it kind of depends 
Like in most instances, yeah, he's just like the 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 man of the people, you know, like he's he's amongst the people, he gets the scoop, he's the the inf informant, you know, like information gatherer character for Moon Knight. And here he is is just like this ultra violent dude, yeah, apparently. Like, who is this sort of like ultra violent uh, psychopath probably? I mean, certainly his uh, his sarcophagus when you is very intimidating, and he is pounding on it. They don't open it up. Good job. <laughs> I got it, like, leave that close too. See, they learned a horror movie trick or two. Just like, nope, nope, nope. That thing's not good. Fuck that. We'll, we'll just leave that. It's just you and I. <laughs> it's just the, <laughs> just the two nope of moment. us. Yep, definitely. Um, was it uh, May Calamway? Calmway, Calmy, the uh, who's playing Layla, mm -hmm. the see that juxtaposition between the character in the you know uh, tomb hunting to the character in the asylum as well. Yeah, really great, great, great acting turn. Yeah, like it, it, it. That's the thing. Like if I had to, like you were saying, it just kind of really surprised by like the depth of performances and how people are kind of able to swap around and. At the same time, look like they're having a lot of fun. It, it, it's it, it's what makes this series kind of like a fun watch. the The thing where I could see where it gets people frustrated is the fact you can't jump to the next episode to try to get some yeah. sense with it, and you know to have something end like this one did. You'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. But a good cliffhanger. It would definitely bring me back were I not already heavily invested. Yeah, I could, I could see it bringing some people back. I know a couple of my friends who've just kind of like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm not watching it. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Are you for real? No, I mean, even, no offense. Even, even before ahead. this, they were just like, no, nope, not the Moon Knight I wanted. And I was just like, I don't know. I would have been, I think, honestly, I would have been almost in the same camp if we didn't really have that talk about, like, spirit of the character Versus like trying to just adhere one-to-one -to, -one to the comic book version of a character. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was talking about that and I was like, yeah, you're right. Realizing really made me just kind of go like, yeah, just go with the ride. Who gives a shit? Like it's better this is on and watchable than not watchable. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's an option versus it never being an option at all. That's uh, true. So. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the... Yeah, that's, I, I've been really loving the series so far, and I, I am excited this brings shines more of a light onto Moon Knight. I hope that the this this character's star gets sort of rises because of it. Yeah, that's just like the one thing. Make this payoff, please. Make it that Moon Knight is indeed Moon Knight, and you oh, know yeah. what I mean. Like, I think where we're headed is a reconciliation inside of Mark. Mm. and uh and also sort of how they addressed it in that uh 2016 series sort of becoming having Conchu get more sort of like a peace within himself and then having moon knight uh reconcile that relationship too is going to be really important because i think that some of the recent episodes made it so clear that Conchu's relationship with his avatars are very abusive because of mm -hmm, how, mm -hmm. and that's ba that's made very clear about, you know, even though Arthur Harrow is wrong in what he is trying to do, 
it's clear that his time with with Kanchu really uh, twisted him, and that abuse really changed him in a way that was negative. So I feel like the where we're headed in the series is is to somewhere where there's reconciliation, there's healing, there's acceptance, and I think that at the other end of that is the final form of Moon Knight. Now, part of me thinks that the reason that we got the, you know, Mr. Knight in that more put-together suit and the more Egyptian-focused suit of the Moon Knight personification, when he becomes more whole, does that mean we get a third suit I'm that is more close to the comics, has less of the put, like, the Egyptian bent, is maybe a little more put-together? I don't know. I wouldn't hate it if that's what happened, but I also, from a budget standpoint, I would understand why it wouldn't happen. Good point. I don't know. Like, I, I would love to see a more uh, contemporary version of the Moon Knight outfit. Yeah, because I think they, they could do that. it. They just oh, kind yeah. of, like, replace the wraps with, uh, you know, fabric panels, and I think they could get there. Yeah, I think I think it could totally be done. I, I I would like to just see that. I mean, if they just want to keep it the you know the one that they initially established with, that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's been um, you know, it's been a fun ride. I've definitely been looking forward to it every, you know, every Wednesday. Even though I did a. I skipped this Wednesday. I was so tired. I was just like, must sleep to, tr-, which is probably good. I, I slept for like 12 hours, but I must have needed it because I needed all my brain power once I watched the episode to go, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, when, man, when I was watching that episode, I was definitely along for the ride, and it was thought-provoking, but I can't wait to find out what happens next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, do we have any more Marvel news before we want to roll into my? I just need. I have to say a few words about Halo before we close out the show. Uh, no, I didn't see anything salacious or crazy Marvel-wise outside of just the drop trailer to appease everyone who was complaining about the lack of a trailer, and then mm-hmm. you know, a, and a again, quality TV you're show. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone out there. They heard. The part that wasn't in the podcast is established last episode and released the trailer because of the pop socket pressure. Just, just uh, you know, fans, if you're listening, just know that, that that is a tool you have at your disposal. Use it wisely. Um, but as I said, I've got some thoughts on the Halo series. Now, John, have you been watching the Halo series? Uh, to be honest, when you brought up like, hey, I have some thoughts on the Halo series, it was like, there's a Halo show? I totally <laughs> purged it from my brain. So... Um, outside of the first episode that didn't really grip me, no, I've only, I've only watched the one and, yeah. uh, that might be where I keep it. I'll wait and hear what your thoughts are. That might influence my, okay. Uh, well, that makes sense. want and desire to watch more or less. It, I'll put it like this. Would mm. you prefer me to watch Halo Yeah. or do you think I should watch seasons two and three of Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah, Star Trek Discovery, a thousand percent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I know where you're going with this. Uh, yeah, so I... Rant I, on. Uh, so I liked the first and second episodes of Halo quite a bit. And so we're uh-huh. on episode five now, and there's nine episodes in this series. And uh, 
I want to. Okay, I want to get a couple things out of the way first. Number one, I don't care that Master Chief takes off his helmet all the time. I really okay. don't. Care. And I honestly don't kind of understand why people care so much. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. Like I, I try to think back to the Halo stories of the games, and maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but they don't feel, especially in terms of the world building, or sorry, the character building with Master Chief, it doesn't feel like there is enough character there to really be mad at any sort of creative direction that they take it in because he just seems like kind of a boring, uh, very one-dimensional hero. But, like, so I don't care that he takes his helmet off. Uh, I uh, One thing we found out in the recent episode of this, not this last one, but the one before, is that apparently Master Chief has a rockin' butt. His butt is... <laughs> He's got a rocking ass. Good for him. Yeah, good for him because he is fully nude uh, from the back, of course, in in episode four. And uh, that was a big uh, talking point because the people, I don't think we're ever expecting to see a naked Master Chief. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, knowing that Master Chief has a rocking butt under that armor actually increases my enjoyment of the Halo series (laughs) Oh, it does. Yeah, now I know that he's just like everything he's doing, all the covenants that he's killing, all the like every time he saved the universe by like blowing up a halo or whatever he does. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now I know that under that is just like stupid sexy Flanders style bubble blood. (laughs) 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 And that is, he is just, he is saving the the world and just like having. Uh, and just with a rocket ass. So that's great. <laughs> okay. Uh, they introduced Cortana, which is cool. Uh, and I think the they gave I what I think is is totally good and justifiable story context of why she looks how she is because she's based on Doctor Halsey. So it's like a, it's a little bit. I think it's kind of a mix mix of Jen Taylor doing. Uh, performance capture and a little bit of CG and maybe a little bit of Jen Taylor in there, but like, but they did some CG to make her look more like Dr. Halsey, maybe. But I have to say, having Jen Taylor in the show is awesome because she has been Cortana for so long that she knows exactly what she's doing and she is just like, it's just a delight to have the actual voice of Cortana on there. And she's good at it. She brings, like, really good energy to the show, and I'm really glad she's in it. Um, so, but, that being said, those are all positives. They are not doing a good job on the story. It is... The sh- oh, the really? Show- you say, no. you, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked here. The show is, like, it had a... It set up a ton of interesting stuff. The family dynamic of Halsey, Commander Keys, and Miranda Keys, they constantly reference it and don't do any, like, it's not evolving at all. It's just like Miranda Keys looking upset and Dr. Halsey totally ignoring her, except for one point in this uh, most recent episode. Uh, and there have been literally two combat missions in five episodes. Maybe I'm missing something, but like, there was one cool one in the first episode, and then here in the fifth episode, there's another cool combat situation. Uh, so that's like, I don't know, it's, that seems like a huge waste of potential, especially when you're considering what you're basing it on. Uh, 
they set up sort of the um they set up the the buddy cop sort of dynamic between master chief and uh and that the woman he saved in the first episode mm-hmm. uh Quan and uh she is literally handed off to somebody else in the second episode and they so far has not <laughs> is not like come back and like their dynamic they just wasted it they set it up the first episode then they just threw it out the window so that's fun instead she hangs out with uh bokeem woodbine's character who is cool and interesting but like there's no it's just like a weird story device to get them on the screen together it hardly makes sense Uh, versus just having them be together from the rip yeah, or having just like a Master Chief and and her like bomb off to wherever and 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 have their relationship dynamic grow. No, they he like literally passes her off on somebody else in one of the episodes, and then and then that's where and then their stories are totally separate. And you're like, what? Uh, there's also a human that is working with the Covenant, which is a weird choice. My guess is they didn't want to keep doing. They didn't have the budget to keep doing CG monsters talking to each other. So they're like, what if they kind of saved an orphan who they found on basically the same planet from that movie Soldier that we were talking about the other day? (laughs) Remember the trash planet? There is basically. Yeah, yeah, there is that planet in Halo. And. This uh, this woman who's named uh, Maki or Marky or whatever Marky Mark of the funky trader, mm. um, and like she lives on this shitty planet of uh, the USNSC is like oh it is mean, and so she gets like they find her and she has she can interact with the artifacts like Master Chief can, and so they're like she's the chosen one, and then they kind of adopt her. I don't know. It's weird. She has this whole sequence where where she, because she's a human, she like is like, oh help, UNSC, I'm a human and not a traitor, and come save me. And they do, and then she kills everyone with these weird worms, and then she does it. Basically, what I'm trying to say is she does it twice. It does the same, like I oh I'm a human. Don't worry, I nothing wrong with me. Like how many times does she do, like? She does it one time and then just leaves and kills everyone on the ship before getting to where she needs to go. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to do the same infiltration again. But it's like they could have just had her do it once and have that sort of progress through the story. That would have been really interesting, having her like become more intertwined with the main cast. And you know, even though you as the audience know her motivations... The truth is that's what they're going to do now, but I don't know why they did the head fake where they did it, like she did the infiltration first on a bunch of like randos on a ship we've never seen. It's not part of the main story. And then she's like, okay, went back to the covenant and it's now coming and now doing it again where she is, is infiltrating and, and talking directly to master chief. So it's like, it doesn't make sense from a story structure. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know what her plan is or what, how they're trying to use her. Like nothing makes sense. Uh, there was a really cool fight at the end of this last episode uh, that mm-hmm. felt very much like ripped from the games, but Master Chief almost ruins it by having a one-liner that relates, that basically references the fact that this is based on a game. Oh, uh, no, it's like, I should have pushed pause. 
<laughs> that would have been better, I feel like. Uh, I think he... So Cortana says something or something, and he goes, I know how the game is played. <laughs> oh, jeez. Get it? Because it's Halo. So, no, I yeah. didn't until you just said that. Awesome. Oh, so, shit. It's become a show that I'm excited to watch, where instead, like, I see there's a new episode, and I'm like, all right, well, I just want to see how it ends, I guess. But, like, every episode is just, like, it's trickle-feeding you this, this like, the actual story moving forward. There's, like, it's clear there wasn't enough story. They're, like, trying to stretch it like taffy. And the stuff that they're kind of padding it with is just wildly uninteresting. It's hard to carry about any of it. So, yeah. What a pair what a drop off for me. I really liked I was really into the first and second episode and now I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm getting big book of boba fett energy from this one. Oh no, like what a surprise. <laughs> Color me sh- I mean, we did an that entire is- episode where we talked about the development hell the show has gone through. How could it have turned out bad? I don't get it. <laughs> What's so good? I mean, you know what the the, the game needs is him showing his butt. <laughs> yeah, That'll I, do it. Let's okay. show his tasty ass. Yeah. Yeah, come on. I say let's come do on. it. Then we need that. That better be in the next Halo game, or like a Halo Infinite DLC. Is just like, there's a skin that's just. <laughs> He's just like, oh. His, his tastefully but. hairy, but very shapely butt. It's just like you think you're looking at the halo, and it's really just like the sun <laughs> gleaming off of his ass. <laughs> He's just so. drifting through space in the fetal position. Yeah, it's just like, oh, oh, it's all. Oh, here's my tasty ass. Oh, look at um, but, oh that's actually you know that brings up a funny one other funny thing i wanted to mention is there is a the scene where it shows his rocking ass is where he's taking off he's got a pill that's like uh implanted in the base of his spine and that's what get, you know makes the spartans such emotionless killing machines and so Vokeem woodbine's character is like hey take this pill out of your spine and you'll enjoy life and so he's like, okay. And so he digs around with a knife, pops the pill out, and it leaves. And so, the, but there's a whole scene where he's just like, he's just staring at a mirror, uh, buck ass naked. But the camera pans back, and oh, oh, one of the other Spartans was watching him do the whole thing. But here's the thing there's no way she could have known that he was going in there to take the pill out of his back. So she was just creeping around the corner. Wanted to see Master Chief's Robbie. I don't blame her. You gotta get a, you gotta get a peek at that <laughs> rocket ass. But uh, she, um, and then of course she takes her pill out later. I think in this episode, and then she like dyes her hair, and she's like, "I'm feeling free." It's very equilibrium, like uh, uh, reminiscent of that. And so it was. I thought that was just funny because like after that scene, I was like, "Wait a minute, what was she doing in there?" She can't have known that's what he went in there. Well, that was his intention. She's just like, I got. He's gonna go to the bathroom. Maybe he's gonna. I can get a uh, peek at that halo. <laughs> God. Well, um, 
Yeah, uh, I'll get right on watching it. I yeah, uh, it's fine. promise. It's not getting a second season. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, what I'm I mean, assuming. Was, uh, that's what I'm assuming. I mean, I was lying, but you know, I was tr- trying to be like, yeah, sure, I'll give that a watch. Uh, versus just watching Space 1999 reruns. <laughs> Might as well. Might as I well. F- yeah, I mean, I hate to be like. Yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had a lot of... I thought it... You know, I, I think it, it put its best foot forward in those first couple episodes, and I think that I definitely... I've, yeah, I've definitely... I've, it's falling out of esteem with me, for sure. But... Uh, here's, so, like, here's just a question for you. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, yeah, have you learned your lesson yet? Nah. Okay, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, still gonna be, yeah. I'm still going to be excited about dumb stuff. It's just uh, the way it goes. Yeah, the forest be forest. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it. That's going to do it for us for this week. I hope you enjoyed another chill cast. And we really gave Marvel the business. Just kidding. We were mostly we're talked we're in a, a, a gushing phrase over gushing praise over their uh, incredible uh, entries into pop culture but uh, anyway you know uh, you, you never know DC will have their day in the sun I'm sure at some point um, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's uh, podcast and uh, all that's left is your favorite part of the show it's time for acknowledgments and of Yay! course first, yeah, that's right everybody's favorite part of the show. Let's acknowledge all the other people who contribute to the show. Uh, and that, of course, is what I'm talking about, is Burton M6 and his incredible theme song. Check our show notes. There's a link to his Fiverr page. You can click it. That all has all the information uh, you could possibly want, so check it out. Check him out. He is great. And uh, and uh, we, uh, every time, you know, I have to say, every time I hear that theme song, it never gets old. I love it. And I, I realize it's a little bit selfish because it's for something that you and I created, but um, mm-hmm. but still, I think it's very good. So there you go. I mean, and, you're allowed to. You're allowed that. You're good. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. And also, ignore my uh, taste in other stuff when you <laughs> consider what, that I think that's good. Uh, just uh, just put that out of your mind. But um, as always, if you want to get in touch with us or join the conversation at all, you can do that. Of course, you can send us an email. That's in the show notes. Thepopsaga at gmail.com. Click on that link and you can send us suggestions, whatever else you want. But really, the best way to get in uh, in on the conversation and, to, uh, you know, maybe our, maybe you really love the Halo show and you've got some opinions you want to put out there, you can do that. We have a Discord Click on the Pico link, and then you can find out how to join, and uh, you can chat with us in real time. It's real fun stuff. Also, we have uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Pop Saga at both places, and you can check out us there, where we tweet infrequently, and then uh, to put up Instagram album art for every single one of our episodes, and you can check that out over there. Um, and, uh, as we like to say at the end of every episode, we hope that wherever you are, however you're choosing to listen to us, you are feeling happy and you are feeling healthy and we'll be back at you next week with a brand new episode. 
Remember, folks, be on the lookout for Halo 6, Master Chief's Tasty Cheeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can bounce a quarter off that Halo. <laughs> I'm assuming. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.